What up? Happy holiday season to all out there. Week 13 of the First and Sticks podcast. I hope everybody had an excellent Thanksgiving. I can't believe it's already week 13 already. This season is absolutely flying by, but let's get into it. Week 13, we have six teams on by. We got Baltimore, Las Vegas, Buffalo, Minnesota, Chicago, and New York all not playing this week. So I'm sure it is an ugly, ugly week for a lot of your season-long fantasy teams. Maybe we uncover some names in this uh, this here podcast that can get you through the bye week. Um, but weather concerns real quick. Looks like it's potential weather uh, issue in Pittsburgh for rain doesn't look too bad but again it is only Thursday and then Atlanta at the New York Jets and then maybe a little bit out in Philly similar to what we saw with the Buffalo game last week a ton of rain but a ton of points and awesome 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 Sunday night football game there with the Buffalo and the Eagles so we get the afternoon hammer of Philly hosting the San Francisco 49ers hopefully it is just like last week's Buffalo game should be a lot of fun. We got a couple injuries to mention now. Again, a lot of the injury reports didn't really come out, especially for the teams out west like Denver. Want to keep an eye on Jerry Judy. I know he didn't practice Wednesday. That was probably just kind of a Veterans Day off. A um, couple other guys over there I'm interested in talking about, but we don't know their status. So keep an eye on that as the week goes. But Rashid Shahid for the New Orleans Saints likely out. Chris Olave actually practicing after a concussion. I think he'd be one of the few that come back within six days of a concussion. So keep an eye on that. Obviously a decent spot, especially against Brian Branch on the inside there for the Detroit Lions. We've talked about him many times on this podcast and another reason we played Jaden Reed last week on the Thanksgiving slate. Uh, Keenan Allen is questionable. I'm sure he's going to be good to go. Wouldn't really look into that again, more just veterans rest when you're this part of the season and pretty banged up as Keenan Allen is. He's a warrior, probably going to go. Uh, Hayden Hurst out with a concussion again, it sounds like. So <laughs> I don't know if you want to play any tight end for Carolina even if Hayden Hurst was going to go probably not just target shares just aren't there Fletcher Cox for Philly is likely out the defensive tackle there good run stopper so that should help Christian McCaffrey as if he needed any help Michael Wilson again for Arizona likely out so fire up your Greg Dorch if you want to do that that dude was chalk last week that was hilarious I saw like 20% ownership in single entry contests a guy catches two balls but one of them's a touchdown so some of the Chalk fuck boys out there kind of cash some lineups with Greg Dorch. It is what it is. And then Hollywood Brown, questionable with a heel. I'm sure that's just kind of what they're going to do for the rest of the season is kind of take it light with him. I'm sure he's going to play. Trey McBride, though, is on the wrong side of questionable with a groin injury. Did not practice today, and that is Thursday. We'll keep an eye on the Friday report, the one that really matters. And Devon A. Chan, uh, limited all week, so we'll likely see him back. That kind of muddies that backfield. But Let's go into the first game here on the 80 model. What do we got? We got a good one. Um, Denver at the Houston Texans. Oh, the Texans. Dalton Schultz. Very likely out as well. I forgot to mention him. I even wrote him down too. Way to go, Nick. But uh, I guess that's a take up in routes like we saw last week for Brevin Jordan. Min price, 2500 I'm okay with it. It is a plus spot for the tight ends. They are within... Uh, the number two tight end matchup inside the 80 model wouldn't expect a whole lot of production coming out of that spot. But if you need savings, Brevin Jordan, um, let's talk about it here real quick. Russell Wilson player prop in the passing market is right around 222, depending on where you're looking. I have him for 1.4 touchdowns. And what we really like Russ right now is the rushing. So another player prop right around 25 yards. So 
Uh, Russ is getting it done, and he is grading out to be the highest-owned quarterback. My gosh, I love playing Russ. I don't know if I can get behind a chalk Russ. With a team total of only 22 points, it's not terrible, but there are plenty higher ones on this slate. I just don't know if I can get behind a chalk Russell Wilson. That just sounds sounds quite scary. And then C.J. Stroud on the other side, 8,100. Going to have no ownership there. Um, so here for Houston's defense, they kind of mix up everything. They play a lot of different coverages, mainly zone, though. Against a zone, that's going to be the checkdown game to the running backs for Denver and advantage to Jerry Judy on the inside there with Tavir Thomas. And then they show a little bit of man coverage. That'll be advantage to the guy running a lot of routes again, finally. I guess we've been asking for it all season long. Denzel Mims and then Cortland Sutton on the outside. Cortland Sutton and Russell Wilson just have a great rapport this season. I'm all for playing Cortland Sutton, and if you need salary relief I do like Denzel Mims quite a bit as long as Brandon Johnson doesn't get activated sounds like he's off of the IR we'll see if he practices and obviously Mims was questionable heading into the week I think he's good to go too but yeah I think this is just Sean Payton kind of trusting the rookie trusting the playmaker this is a really good spot for deep balls I think Denzel Mims has a big game and at 3300 on DraftKings and I doubt much ownership what does it see here I see 6%, so all right. Looks like I'm not the only one uncovering Marvin Mims. Starting to get more opportunity. Cortland Sutton's going to be popular. Tank at 7,400. I don't know if people will get there. We'll see. Nico Collins, 6,800. Pretty good spot there. It's just who's going to see more Patrick Sertan. I'm sure this going to be Nico, so I would prefer Tank Dell. And Noah Brown. Sounds like he's going to get back. So Robert Woods, Noah Brown. I don't know. I don't necessarily think I have any interest in any Houston pass catcher just because they spread it around so much with all these guys healthy. I'm assuming they're going to do that. I guess maybe Brevin Jordan, but both these running backs are in play. Javante Williams, Devin Singletary. Uh, Javante's going to be like 15% owned. I don't really love this spot for him as much. The 80 mile doesn't really love him at 5,700 when guys like Ramondre Stevenson are only $300 more. Uh, Devin Singletary, 5,900. This is pretty much his job. He's going to be some sub 5% owned. Don't hate the play there, but yeah, a lot of fantasy fireworks. We have a very respectable total here as well in this game at 48 points as I'm looking at it right now. And what is Denver as a road dog? I'm sure they're a road dog, right? Yeah, three and a half point road dog, 47 and a half, 48 points. So uh, I believe that is the highest total on the board tied with Eagles 49ers. And yeah, right there close to the Saints and Lions. So cool. A lot of points there. Oh, also Miami and the Commanders have the highest total. My bad. They're moving on to the next game, the Chargers at the Patriots. I don't really have a whole lot to say about this game. The Patriots are going to run a good bit of man coverage like they always do under Bill Belichick. That would be advantage Gerald Everett and the outside receivers for the Chargers, whoever they may be. Quentin Johnson just is not it right now, but uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's this Keenan Allen. If you want to play Keenan Allen, play Keenan Allen. I'm probably not going to pay 9 k for Keenan Allen. I doubt the field does either, though, so maybe you get some weird ownership in that spot. The Chargers have an implied team total of 23 points. New England down very low at 17.5, and and this total's at 40 points. So, yeah, I'm probably not getting to Keenan Allen at all. He'll be sub-10% owned, but it is what it is. Um, We'll see a little bit of cover three and a little bit of cover two as well for the Patriots, and a lot of blitzing, all advantage Keenan Allen, just a little tick down against man coverage with the Patriots will run more often than not. Uh, On the other side, though, I really do like this spot a lot for Ramondre Stevenson. This guy graded out. um, The 80 mile kind of does a weird thing where it takes the routes ran, not necessarily targets, but targets are part of the equation. 
Um, and then carries, obviously. So just an expected opportunities per game. Here are the top 10 in the Ada mile for expected opportunities per game. That's Christian McCaffrey, Ramondre Stevenson, Devin Singletary, number three. That shocked the hell out of me. Kyron Williams, Bijan Robinson, number five. Raheem Mostert, number six. That is assuming A-Chan was out. Sounds like he's going to go, so take that with a grain of salt. Austin Eckler, number seven. Zach Moss, or whoever the RB1 is for Indy this week, it's going to be Zach Moss. Number nine, Rashad White. And number 10, Brian Robinson, also pretty surprising there, um, even with Gibson back. So Ramondre Stevenson going right below Christian McCaffrey in the 80 miles expected opportunities per game. I'm going to be all over Ramondre Stevenson at 6K, probably right around 10%, as I think people are just going to gravitate more towards like Javante Williams. I doubt Devin Singletary, but just games with higher totals. So, uh, Stevenson's really all they got in New England. We'll move on to the next game here. The Lions at the Saints. A respectable total, like I mentioned, 47.5 points. And the Lions are a 4.5-point road favorite, which is pretty interesting. It all depends on Olave for me if I have any interest in betting the Saints. Um, but if not, even with Olave, they, these receiving core is so banged up. I do like Jawan Johnson a little bit. I'm sure the public will as well. I think if I had to choose, if Dalton Schultz is out, I'd probably just take the $2,500 for Brevin Jordan. But I love this spot for Amon Ross St. Brown. No one's going to play this dude. It's kind of like a game that's like just like out there in the ether. I don't think anybody's really into it. I think everybody would rather play Denver, Houston, San Francisco, Philly, and obviously getting a lot of exposure to Miami's offense. I don't really think you have to bring a bring back, but you certainly could. It's just the matchup against Alante Taylor on the inside. And then we'll get a lot of cover two for the Saints. They will play some cover one as well, too. But against that cover two, I'm on Ross St. Brown. Should eat. Um, for New Orleans, I'm not really interested in anything. I'm never paying for Taysom Hill. Let that. I kind of live and die by that. So some weeks it kills me, but more times than not, it is just fine. I'm okay with both defenses, I guess, if you had to be. I love this spot in GPPs for an 8,500 Amon Ross St. Brown compared to a uh, 9K Keenan Allen. Onward we go to the Cardinals at the Steelers. Like I mentioned, a little bit of rain concerns there. Other than that, I don't really have any interest in the Cardinals, especially if Trey McBride is out. But for the Steelers, kind of roll the dice. I, I still think that Najee Harris is the guy here. This is a fantastic run matchup. And a fantastic pass matchup. So there's a lot of key fantasy players here. Like Jalen Warren, I'm sure, is going to be somewhat popular. Let's pull the ownership for this situation. I don't think anybody's going to play Kenny Pickett. If you need an absolute punt, I guess you could do that. Uh, Jalen Warren, I see 10% owned at 5,400. James Conner, 5,800 there on the other side, right around 5% owned. I don't really have a lot of interest in that. Najee Harris again. I just feel like I want to keep going back to this guy. I think he was one yard away from the three-point bonus on DraftKings, getting 100 yards last week. Um, did not run a lot of routes, though. So I think Jalen Warren had 15. Najee Harris was around like seven or eight, if I charted that correctly. But Najee Harris is the goal line back. There should be a ton of touchdown equity here. Um, but we'll see. It's a new offensive coordinator. Maybe they work Jalen in the red zone as well. And both these receivers, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, just in fantastic spots. And you could certainly chase the Pat Fryermuth production if you want to. That may just be what this offense is going to do, is just look in the middle of the field, which is great. Fryermuth's a beast. Obviously, was part of the Millie Maker lineup, I believe, last week. And dude just killed it. I think he was a number one scoring tight end, and he was like 28, 2900. So love that. Love Pittsburgh's D. Uh, next game, we got Falcons at the Jets. Pretty much going to pass. I don't think there's any fantasy appeal there. 
maybe potentially Brees Hall. You could always play Bijan Robinson. Uh, no one ever plays that guy, it seems like, and he crushed it last week too. Um, really upset my main lineup. I was between DeAndre Swift and Bijan Robinson. I went Swift and punted down to Houston's defense. I could have went Bijan Robinson in the Falcons defense who had a pick six, and I would have fucking done so much better, but it is what it is. It happens. Yeah, moving on to the next game. Colts. Welcome to 100% own Zach Moss week. It is a tough matchup against Tennessee, but Zach Moss, I mean, I think he had like 150 yards against this defense last time they played in the dome, but still 4,600. Dude's going to have 20 plus touches. You just got to take it. Um, you could certainly fade it in GPPs, but in cash, you're definitely playing Zach Moss. I'm probably just going to play him in general because I think my build is quite different as is, and I just need the salary relief. I'm all for that. All these receivers, Josh Downs, I think he's going to see a lot of Roger McCreary, so you could play him this week. I think last week he was terrible chalk, so if your optimizer or whoever you follow talked about Josh Downs, yikes, sorry about it. Um, it was definitely Michael Pittman on the outside all day, and we talked about that at Win Daily. I'm fine going back to Michael Pittman. I'm fine playing DeAndre Hopkins at 6,100. I'm just fine with that situation. I don't love it. Don't hate it. This game does have a pretty low total. I don't see a lot of back and forth, but 42.5 point total and the Colts as a one and a half point road dog. Um, you could play Derrick Henry again if you want to, too. He's going to be sub 10%. He's still sub 7K, too. So this may be an even better spot than last week against Carolina, but uh, that's, that's to be determined, I guess. And Derrick Henry just doesn't really look like he has it anymore. I'm still going to have the red zone equity, obviously, with how big and powerful he is, but the speed just seems like it is gone. Um, moving on to, I mean, both defenses, I guess, are in play. I don't really respect Gardner Minshew. I like the Colts D. Um, Colts D, Zach Moss, you can maybe pair that up. The Dolphins, here we go. Highest implied team total on the slate by a good margin, damn near 30 points. I'm probably just going to play two, it looks like. If everybody's going to play Russell Wilson, I think I'm going to probably pay up to the for sure thing of Tua. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess Miami could run it in three or four times, but dude, they, they pass the ball in the red zone and Tua is going to eat in this matchup. Everybody kills Washington. They fired Jack Del Rio. So we'll, we'll see a little bit of a different scheme, but um, yeah, Tennessee also forgot to talk about their coverages. Like a lot of man coverage that will be advantage Pittman and downs and then cover three when they go to zone advantage downs. But yeah, so for Washington, a ton of man, that was what Jack Del Rio. We'll see if that continues. But that is solely advantage to Tyreek Hill and Mr. Jalen Waddle. Absolutely love the two of double stack if you could afford it. If you can't, maybe get, look at Jalen Waddle. I think he's going to be like 5% owned. Um, maybe 10, 10 to 15, I guess, looking at ownership projection right now. Everybody's going to play Tyreek Hill. I mean, I, I get it. The guy's an absolute lock. They're certainly motivated to get him that 2,000-yard mark that he wanted to hit earlier in the year. So to a double makes a ton of sense if you have viable punts. We talked about a couple of them earlier in this game, but if you can't afford Tyreek, I think you can get exposure to Tyreek by still using Tua in this game and then stacking them like Jalen Waddle or something like that. I don't want to really play any of the tight ends or tertiary pass catchers for Miami. On the running back situation, I mean, Raheem Mostert's like minus 180 to score, but 7,300, too much for me, especially if A-Chan's there. If A-Chan's out, I guess 4,600 Jeff Wilson is a nice pivot um, in big field GPPs over Zach Moss, or maybe playing both. Um, but if A-Chan goes, Jeff Wilson has no interest to me. But yeah, this is a fantastic spot for Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle's going to have a big game soon. I think this is probably the spot for it. 
On the other side, Miami is going to play a lot of zone coverage, a lot of cover four. Um, surprisingly, that will be advantage Curtis Samuel and the running backs. And when they do drop into man coverage, as advantage Terry McLaurin. Uh, I don't really like any of these pass catchers, I guess, in terms of DVOA against tight end. Miami does struggle there. Logan Thomas is going to be popular, but I don't know, 3600 I'd rather just save 200 bucks and go to Juwan Johnson, I think, or, again, maybe that gross Brevin Jordan punt. But, yeah, Miami's offense looks like it is in an absolute blow-up spot. Uh, weather looks pretty clear, too, there, so you got to love that. Moving on to the next game, Panthers and Bucks. Oh, God. Um, not talking about Carolina's offense. They fucking suck. Tampa Bay's defense in a great spot. I believe they're 3,600. You could play them on the – they're at home, so that's great. Carolina on the road taking a ton of sacks. Bryce Young just isn't it. Um, no more Frank Reich either, so I don't know what that team is all about right now. Probably just losing more games. And Carolina's defense is going to run a ton of zone, mainly just cover three. That is advantage Evans and Godwin, and they will blitz a lot again. Evans and Godwin, your usual suspects. I do think this is a pretty good spot for Chris Godwin, but I just don't see a ton of ceiling on a game with this low of a total. What is that one at? It is 36 and a half. Yeah, so probably shouldn't have a ton of interest here outside of Rashad White against Carolina. Everybody's going to flock to that matchup. 20% owned. I think that's what keeps Ramondre Stevenson's ownership down a little bit, but I will not talk you off Rashad White. The guy is just getting a ton of work, like I mentioned, number nine in the expected opportunities per game inside the AD model. I'm all for that. That is cool. And then we'll move to the afternoon games here. We got the Browns going to LA, and that game is at a total of 39 and a half. The Browns are a three and a half point road favorite. We do not know the quarterback situation now. I'm hearing rumblings. It's Likely Joe Flacco if DTR can't go. No interest on anybody but the Browns besides Jerome Ford. If Kareem Hunt's out, Jerome Ford is in a really good spot. Keep an eye on that. It sounds like Hunt was pretty banged up. But if Hunt goes, I don't know. I mean, Jerome Ford, I doubt anybody actually plays him. Let's check the ownership on him. This is a really good matchup. 5% at 5,500. I'm okay with that. If you don't want to, I mean, if Hunt's out, I really like this spot for Ford. So keep an eye on Kareem Hunt, but it sounds like he's probably going to go for the Rams. I'm not interested in picking on the Browns' defense. I mean, Matthew Stafford's passing prop was in like the 230s. That's the first time I've seen it that low all year. We'll move on to the afternoon hammer, the 49ers and the Eagles. Like I said earlier, what is that total at? 47.5, the 49ers are a 2.5-point road favorite potential weather for rain there but other than that let's go to the ownership philly's got a 22 and a half point implied team total so relatively low the books really respecting san Fran's d san fran with a 25 point implied t total christian mccaffrey at 9k not a terrible price especially without fletcher cox the dude is just going to get 25 plus touches every single game it seems like uh 20 ownership that's about right for him jalen hurts five percent ownership if you just want to play jalen hurts that is a good spot. I know San Francisco's sexy and everything, but Jalen Hurts just fills it up on a weekly basis. Brock Purdy, 6,100, right around 8 to 10% owned. I will not be going there. I uh, do like every single wide receiver in this game, though. 8,800, sub 10% owned A.J. Brown. Uh, I, I think this is a really good spot for him. San Fran will run a lot of cover four. That is advantage A.J. Brown in the RBs of DeAndre Swift, Kenneth Gainwell, and our usual suspect of Boston Scott. And then we'll see a little bit of cover three. That is an advantage to the tight end at Philly, but they don't really have one right now. Sounds like Dallas Goddard is not going to go. For Philly, they will run a ton of man coverage. That is an advantage Brandon Ayuk and a little bit of George Kittle. 
Philly is, I believe, dead last in tight end DVOA. So George Kittle probably going to get a ton of ownership just because the field does look at that type of stuff. I prefer the spot for Brandon Ayuk, man. 7,200, probably sub 5% owned. I don't think anyone will play up for him. And I love Debo here too. So against Philly, they will blitz a ton. That is advantage Kittle and Debo. And we will see a little bit of cover three zone. That is advantage Brandon Ayuk. So model really likes Ayuk, really likes D. I mean, it likes these pass catchers. The ball's going to those three. If it's not going to McCaffrey, I think if I had to choose one, I would pick Brandon Ayuk and then Debo and then Kittle just based on the ownership on Kittle. It's just so damn high right now. But that is it. A 20-minute breakdown for week 13. I love the bye weeks. It just gets... Uh, a lot more condensed slate, and we don't have to go through as much, which I do like this time of year. But good luck to everybody. Thank you all for the support. If you haven't yet, please sign up at Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code BGP for Better Golf Pod 100% deposit match up to $100. There are some great contests, especially this time of year, as everybody's best balls are probably either going to cash in advance or they're just dying a slow death. Go get some weekly drafts in there on Underdog. And uh, I'll try to get out a fan one for us on Twitter. But good luck this week, and thank you all for the support. We'll see you Sunday at the live stream on windailysports.com.